Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host at KPFT 90.1 FM. First of all, I want to thank everybody that is listening today. But before I thank you as well, I want to ask all of you, let people know that there is a KPFT 90.1 FM out there giving you good news, good music, the eclectic, the real, and much more. I... Andrew is in the studio engineering and handling phones for us. I always like to give these guys in there that's really the ones doing the real work. My <laughs> kudos. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm all right, Egberto. How are you doing yourself? I am doing great. I am doing great. We are going to have a great show. And folks, remember that you can call in at 713-526-5738, extension 2, to speak to us. Then if you're feeling kind of generous, you can say 713-526-5738, and you can hit that number 1 and say, I want to keep shows like this on air and give us a little... You know, coins. Let's not call it coins. Silent coins, you know, and give us a few silent coins and all of that. I always kind of start the show. Want to ask you, the guys, that remember, we are volunteers here. We keep a hundred thousand watt on station uh, on air, a hundred thousand watt in the whole of Southeast Texas to serve you. The only station, and I am not. This is not hyperbole. We are the only station that you decide. What happens, folks? Don't ever forget that. Uh, 713-526-5738, extension, numero dos to speak. But if you want to, you can also go to kpft.org to support the station. Always remember to select Politics Done Right to say, yes, I'm doing this in the name of Politics Done Right, but it all goes to KPFT. Let me, uh, let me just say that uh, I have two major subjects to cover today. Every American worker should be unionized and 2024 must be women's rights to their body. must be women's rights to their bodies and guns. A lot of people are going to say, oh my God, those are dangerous subjects for us to centralize on. And you know, my good friend came in, Joe, into the studio today. We had, we were supposed to meet last week and then I didn't realize that we were to come in. And he calls and he says, Egberto, I'm at the door. Let me in. I said, oh my God, I forgot that he was coming today. Joe, how are you doing today, my I'm brother? I'm doing good. Thank you, you very you much favor, for though? letting me in. Say, listen, tell me your last name, the way you say it, because I always screw it up. You know that. Joe Marcinkowski. I'm with the Houston Peace and Justice, the chair of the Military Foreign Policy uh, Work Group, uh, part of uh, co-founder of Foreign Policy for Alliance. And I'm here today to talk about the U.S. bailout of the banks. So you know what I billionaires uh, I know. expose corruption. I know. I told Joe, hey, yeah, Joe, you know what? Uh, he said, I said, like, uh, where you? I forgot, Joe. And then he said, oh, well, I, I said, no, no, no. But it fits perfect with what we're going to talk about. It fits perfectly with what we're going to talk about. And I said, Joe, you are going to start the show, man, because we have to show the kind of build up to some of what I'm going to talk about. So, Joe, I want to, first of all, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I also want to thank you for being a great supporter of not only HPJC, the Houston Peace and Justice Center, but a lot of very important institutions here in, in Houston and abroad. Uh, the progressive movement could not make it with folks that put their, uh, their capital where their mouth is. So thank you so kindly for also being a supporter of KPFT. Well, you're welcome. And thank you. 
for doing things that you're doing here. Hey, 2007, 2008, yeah. uh, we had this crash, and we were told we were going to get out of it by not by helping the people who uh, had these mortgages that went out of sight and they were, and they lost their homes and all of this, but by helping the banks. The banks needed it. So the banks took back their mortgages, and then we spent the next seven or eight years uh, printing money for them so that they would have these assets that are uh, overpriced. Because had the, the mortgage been uh, written down to its value at the time, it w- you wouldn't have had this problem. And maybe the people would still have been in the, their homes. But what really happened that, that bailed us out was China. Now, how did China bail us out? Well, because the consumer goods purchases from the United States had dropped so severely, they found they had 30 million people out of work. So what do they do? They said, well, we need to do something. Let's, let's hire them and put them into construction. And they started building roads, bridges, trains, uh, uh, you. You're, you're talking yeah. about what China did, right? This is what China did. Right, go ahead. Yes. And they poured all their uh, efforts into construction. They put down more concrete in a year and a half than we did in our entire history. They bought materials from all these countries. And all the countries that they bought the materials from were helped out of, out of the, the crash. Yeah. And that's how we got out of it. And that's how a lot of other countries have gotten out of it. They continue doing this, and they're doing it with their uh, uh, belt uh, scheme and the Silk Wall, uh, uh, the Silk Road, the Belton Road, and the New Silk Road. I think thank you're talking you. about. Yep, thank you. Uh, here we are now, and we're looking at the failure of uh, a couple of banks. Uh, the, the specific Maybe. one is a, a silicon, silicon. Uh, it was a silicon valley, valley bank. bank. Yeah, and then there's valley another bank. one, community something. Yeah, yeah. the the current uh, treasury secretary Jan Yellen served as chair of the Federal Reserve in 2017. She predicted there would not be another financial crisis in less than six years. In March 2023, three banks collapsed in one week. Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank were the second and third largest banks to go uh, under in the U.S. And after that crash, the government immediately bailed out the wealthy depositors. You know, the government federal deposit insurance uh, covers $250,000 per customer. But more than 93% of Silicon Valley Bank's deposits and 90% of Signature Bank's deposits exceeded that. The average deposit at Silicon Valley was $5 million. The 10 largest accounts at uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank together held a staggering $13.3 billion. I want to to break right there to tell folks. So whenever you hear President Biden, Janet Yellen, or the the guy who runs the the reserve, uh, 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 I can't remember his name right now, uh, remember this. When they tell you it wasn't a bailout, for the rich, please do understand that the small people got their $250,000 and less 
But the people that really got the massive amount in bailouts by not having those those things lost were the billionaires. Do not forget that it was, again, a bailout for the billionaires. And had those billionaires not been there, if you had had $350,000 in the bank, I guarantee you would have lost $100,000 because they would have only paid you two fifty. Go right. ahead, sir. And the U.S. Federal Reserve print $300 billion in one week to stabilize the banking system. According to the Associated Press, $143 billion of the $300 billion was immediately borrowed by the FDIC, which managed the holding companies for the SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank, and used it to pay their uninsured depositors, the wealthy people. Uh, on March 28, a hearing organized by the Senate uh, Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs provided even more information. In a written, in a written testimony for the hearing, the chairman of the FDIC, Martin Grunberg, revealed only s- small and mid-sized business customers, but also customers with very large bank accounts. The 10 largest deposit accounts at SVB held $13.3 billion in the aggregate. As journalist David uh, Dingen noted, this means that more uh, out of $18 billion, $13 billion went to the wealthy. Now think about that, folks. Out of $18 billion, $13 billion, I don't have the best math skills, uh, but I can tell you that that is over 75%. Yeah. The chair of the uh, Senate committee, Senator Herod Brown, he's a relatively progressive Democrat from Ohio, stated, I understand why Americans are, are angry, even disgusted at how quickly the government mobilized around a bunch of elites in California were demanding it. People have a pretty good sense of uh, whose problems get taken care of seriously and others in this town, Washington, he's talking about. Brown noted that Silicon Valley uh, Bank went nearly a year without a a chief risk officer, and the Signature Bank allowed the frauds to Sam uh, Barkman-Fried of the failed uh, cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, to open multiple accounts. Uh, Wealthy elites do... Anything to make a quick profit and pocket the rewards. And when this risky behavior leads to the catastrophic failures, they turn to the government asking for help, expecting workers and taxpayers to pay the price. And too often, workers do, Brown says. It appears that when there's a bank crash, there are no liber- uh, libertarians in Silicon Valley. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know what's interesting? Why, you know, when you told me, uh, what, and we, were, we spoke about this several weeks ago, that yeah. this is a subject that we wanted to cover, uh, Joe. And when, when you came in today and I said, wow, this fits perfectly in, because that last sentence that you used there where you talk about, it seems like the worker always bear the brunt of it because guess what the worker is not unionized but all those billionaires they don't call it a union but they have a club oh definitely you know they have a club that actually works all of this stuff out so what else you have to add to that i see you have some scribbles on that paper i know you wanted to say some more on that well we wanted to talk about in 2018 when the republican and democrats uh deregulated medium-sized banks. Mm -hmm. This was a partial reversal of the 2010 Dodd-Frank reform, right? And we know how well uh, 
fewer than 10 big banks in the United States subject to strict federal uh, oversight, freeing thousands of banks with less than $250 billion in assets. Mm-hmm. And in a Shakespearean twist, one of the banks that had uh, successfully lobbied Congress for the lifting of these regulations was none other than Silicon Valley Bank. Today, many of the neoliberal Democrats who joined with the Republicans in rolling back Dodd Fred are opposing calls for new regulations in a wake of the latest banking uh, crisis. And that, that kind of maps something that we were talking about before the show starts, and that is how many of the supposedly or folks that you would have thought were progressive are actually a part of the same cabal that's doing these things. Before you continue, let's go ahead and get to hear what Kyle wants to add to the discussion. Kyle, how are you doing this afternoon? sir oh i guess we lost cal cal go ahead and give us a call back 713-526-5738 extension 2 and anybody who wants to add to this subject that joe is uh, talking about feel free to give us a call at 713-526-5738 extension number two while he picks up on the other call why don't you continue um, okay so uh, one of the supporters of the bailout right uh, which is David Sachs cynically tried to portray the institution as a kind community bank mm-hmm. according to his narrative the bailout was necessary to save regional banks and small businesses that was they were supposed to serve mm-hmm. but SVB's main clients were in reality venture capitalists not mom-and-pop stores, more than half of SB, uh, SVB loans went to venture capitalists and uh, private equity firms. Analysts Pan, uh, Pam Martins and Russ Martins at the financial news website Wall Street on Parade. They have a great newsletter, folks. They described SVB as a Wall Street IPO pipeline in drag as a federally insured bank. Like SVV, among Signature Bank's most important clients were venture capital and private equity firms, as well as cryptocurrency companies, which made up roughly 20% of its total deposits. An example of a billionaire oligarch who benefited from the U.S. government bailout was Peter, uh, Thiel. Peter Thiel, who said, I had $50 uh, million of my own money stuck in SVB when the bank went down. Ironically, Thiel helped initiate the bank run on SVB in the first place, but he got it all back. All back. No, no. What a risk for getting a sure return. Huh? Let's go to Kyle and then we'll continue. Kyle, come on in, Kyle. Yes, yes, sir, Mr. Alberto. Yes. Yes, sir. My name is Kyle uh-huh. Alexander Hopkins. I am pursuing my goal for presidency. Of the United I Kyle, I want to tell you something because you have some background noise. Uh, I think you don't have the radio down, but I think uh, you've called up before talking about uh, wanting to be president of the United States. Whenever you're ready for uh, for for getting more formal with your presidency, know that we always listen to all of you. So thank you so kindly, Kyle, for yeah, 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 giving Kyle, us a I want call. To be more involved with the station. Excellent, Kyle. We'll we'll talk about you. You have all our information that I've sent you before. So thank you for calling my dear friend let's go to bob uh bob come on in bob talk to me bob you're on okay uh i used to be a financial planner years ago and i had a friend that actually saved a bank yes and the biggest two things that happened okay the banks are not doing what's called mark 
to market uh-huh. daily. Right. Matter of fact, they're not doing it for years. Right. And if right. they did that, like in the old days, like probably will all be 90% of all, that's, that's right. But at least we'd recognize the problem. And then the other thing was, after the Depression in the 30s, they passed the Glass-Steagall Act, so this would be impossible to happen. Right. And then what they did is they got rid, well, they, they said that's no longer in effect, so our congressman did this to us. Right. Let, let me just say something, Bob, because a lot of what you and Joe are saying are over the heads of a lot of our listeners. So I want to put it into some more simple terms. Right now, the only thing that's holding up banks or because, and when he spoke about mark to book value, the only thing that are holding up banks is the faith in that the United States will cover each one of those charlatans when everybody see what their books really look like, that it's really negative. Don't let anybody else fool you. When you take a look at their true asset values, what you're going to say, forget about demand deposit and interest rates and all of that. The United States government is covering these guys. And let me tell you what that means to those the audience that's listening to us right now. What that means is the following. It means that we already have a national banking system with a group of rich people who skim America's money. In other words, the banking sector is solely, and you can corroborate me or disagree with me, Joe. I agree with you. Okay, the banking sector, the private banking sector is a failure. The only thing that keeps them alive is the illusion that they have money, and that is backed by what the government does every single time we expose their failure with bailouts. Bob, continue, please. Okay, I just want to add, uh, let's just call it four more words, okay? Mm -hmm. If you go to YouTube, there's two guys you should watch for every single day. Mm -hmm. The first first guy's name is Peter Schiff, Mm -hmm. S-C-H-I-F-F. And he predicted this all back in the 2010 banking crisis. Mm -hmm. The second guy's name is James Ricards, and I will spell that. R-I-C-K-A-R-D-S. So I have now given all the newbies the most uh, eight most important words in their entire life. I guess that would be nine. Well, Bob, I need you to do me a favor because, like I said, the idea behind programs like this, my program, etc., is uh, what I call either collective thinking or crowdsourcing thinking okay because that is you know we all can't know everything but when we crowdsource our knowledge it's amazing how smart we all get i'd like you to send me uh, that little that information you just mentioned to info at politicsdoneright.com and then i'd like to do some stuff and then uh, further enhance it with a blog so please send that info to info at politicsdoneright.com okay okay Thank you so kindly, uh, Bob. Let's go to M.O.D. Come on in, brother M.O.D. Let's be concise. Talk to me. Concise. Uh, I would say your guest host is spot on about engineer collapse. Mm -hmm. It feels as aspirated like to get the... the, This this is maybe possibly engineered to where people 
will use cryptocurrency as a, a means to collapse to uh, what's called pull out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the withdrawal is hasn't been seen in some time. The, the amount of billions of people are withdrawing. Mm-hmm. The, the banks that are heavy leveraged on the cryptocurrency have mm-hmm. uh, the ones that are going to fall. But when I say engineer collapse, I would say why uh, I try to get this in last Friday. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't have time, uh, Roberto. But as we meet these other, you know, NATO uh, countries, uh, European countries, and talk about sustainable development, mm-hmm. the rest of the world has moved on. Yes, one route, one road, one belt, one route. Those countries, China, has shut down any EV, Russia, any electronic vehicle programs. Though. They did get a no-bid contract to build a factory in Michigan by the governor for American EV. What I'm trying to say is we're going to stay over here distracted with these uh, uh, narratives like uh, sustainable development while the rest of the world, China's burning more coal than any time in history. Uh, these other countries are blowing and going as to our own demise. I don't know if I follow you, MOD. You kind of switch. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, my dear brother. Hold on a second. I think we may have a little switch in thing here. We were talking about banking, but I think you also now went into environmental sort of indirectly by saying, and tell me if I'm understanding you. Engineer collapse. Right. Let me see if I understand. Key words was to the host was, what are my two key words? And and I said, a preface to the second part as, this is what I wanted to tell you last Friday. Oh, no, no, I, I get it. But I w- I'm asking you a question, MOD. What I'm asking you is, are you insinuating with your action that uh, that China burning a whole lot of coal and doing all these kinds of things, I think you took it on an environmental scale. Hold on. With an em- environmental scale saying that by us thinking about EVs and, and, and green energy and all of that, we're blowing it? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying... Similar to that, that's an intentional. We will spend cycles of billions of dollars uh, money laundering in Ukraine. You know, there has to be a war to dump money in. The point would be then that we see this is not the banks shooting themselves in the foot, uh, Alberto. This is engineered. This I think that's what Joe said. Class. Yes, that's what Joe, and I this agree with Joe, this, yeah. This is engineered, and... In other words, as our neoliberal policies that you have mentioned, other guests, uh, the 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 who was the, the lady that spoke about you know who who how can we say you know about corruption? When our neoliberal economic policies that we've been deploying since uh, Mosaddegh in '53 in Iran are finally being administered here, why should we be surprised? And the money changers that finance the great Americas, Cortez and Columbus, to build this brave new world, Western mercantilism are now cashing in because they used this as a storefront to deploy democracy in Central Asia and Latin countries. Those neoliberal policies that you had other guests talk about. Yes. Well, when those folks that finance the, the, this continent are cashing in now here, here in the States, we're are being replaced by a new guard. The new guard is Brits and those same folks Finance China. They brought it down, and now they're standing them up. But BRICS, I understand okay. BRICS, etc. But I, I just, I, I, I just thought that first of all, I think we're in agreement. I saw Joe not into the engineered collapse, right, Joe? Yes. You want to add to that at all, or before I, I because I have something I want to ask, uh, well, Maud, but the, I want you to, to the, cover the, that. The first. obvious part of that here we are, 
in the KPTF uh, headquarters and you, you see homelessness all around you. you. We have a healthcare system that's horrible. The people go bankrupt on, on it. We have so many internal problems uh, with our infrastructure and we're doing nothing about it, but we can send $104 billion to Ukraine. This, there you go. This doesn't uh, make any sense at all. It, it makes absolutely no sense. But um, I, I, I what if, go ahead, Roberto. What if what if this is all cap unregulated uh, vulture capitalism cashing in? Oh wait a minute, uh, I, that's not a question. Uh, that that you should <laughs> mod you should mod you should pose that as a question. That is that is a feature. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Don't pose it as a question. So, that's the issue. Okay. Too often. Okay, so let me leave you with this. Let me leave you with this, Virgil, because I appreciate you letting me talk this time. Yes. That the Fed now framework goes into full activation January. We are now on a pilot. Yes. The, 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 now, the framework, I thought, was central bank digital currency, which 114 other countries are in the process, which equates to 95% of the world's GDP. Yes. Okay? Okay. So the, 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 it's, it's now voluntary, but come July... That framework is called Fed Now. The digital bank, digital currency is the application, the infrastructure that runs on top of Fed Now. Fed Coin will be our digital dollar. So what we did in China, 2019, activated what's called Identity Without Borders, which we know it as social credit system. That framework of all interactions and 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 and, and uh, exchanges will be through this this Q this QR code. We built that IBM, Microsoft, Rad okay. Group, Israel. I get. Okay, so I, 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 I want to cut that here. part off, Mod, because I mean I don't want to extend it so far that our well, audience, you know, because I'm just we're saying that's the new framework. That's I got the it. New framework that we'll we'll get. Okay, I got it, it, brother. Some other time we discuss that framework thing, but I don't want to move too far away from Joe's subject because again we don't want to confuse people by sending them on to all these important tentacles, but. That you know, well, we need to take this enough, thing we'll, piecemeal. We'll, we'll we'll get to discuss it again here pretty soon. Right. Thank you so. And people, all right, bye. Thank you so kindly, Mod. Um, when Joe Biden was uh, asked about bailing out all these wealthy depositors, he said no losses will be borne by the taxpayer. Right. So you, you don't have to worry anymore. None of it's going to go to you, except uh, the U.S. banks. Suck billions of dollars per year out of poor people through overdraft fee fees, and that's the poor people. If if you're wealthy, you never pay any fees in a bank, but all but poor people pay a hell of a lot of fees. They want a copy of something. There's a fee for it. They over, if they have an overdraft, not their fault. They still pay a big fee for it. They're responsible for one half the profits for mass market consumer checking accounts as, as the biggest lender. Small banks make hundreds of millions of dollars per year in overdraft fees. By 2008, the year of the financial crash, U.S. banks made roughly $34 billion in overdraft and related fees. You know, um, Joe, one of the problems is that people just think that things have to be this way. People just think that they don't have any control. People just have been taught to believe that this is just how things work. And the worst part about it is people that are in the bottom 80%, the vast majority of Americans, the people they hate the most are those that are maybe five percentage points below them because they're poor. 
And that's not the only way they're screwed. They're screwed because the banks have been inflating the system and the inflation is costing them uh, more money. Their, their housing is much more expensive now than it was before. Uh, we have to understand this is all rent. about... Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, the U.S. banking crisis, it, it's far from over. Uh, I'm going back to the analysts, uh, Pam Martins and Russ Martins, warned that the banking, uh, the banking crisis is far from over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean many, many people somehow believe that because these titans of finance say something that it's believable. Uh, how many times do you have to hear them tell you the crisis is over? Oh, by the way, three banks have failed. Oh, the crisis is over. By the way, we're giving a bailout to these other folks, right? Right. Elevated levels of unrealized losses of investment securities constitute a key weakness in the banking industry and has contributed to rapid increases in market interest rates. This is a clear demonstration of how the Fed's rising interest rates have uh, popped the asset inflation bubble it fueled almost 15 years ago with quantitative ease. And an economist that I highly respect, Michael Hudson, says that now that the rising interest rates have created a systemic crisis because of Federal Reserve by saving the bank's balance sheets, by inflating the prices for capital assets, by saving the wealthiest 10% of the economy from losing any of their money, and by solving their problems, they're boxed themselves into a corner. They cannot let interest rates rise without making the entire economy look like Silicon Valley Bank. Exactly right. Folks, it's important that, uh, again, I, I know some of these terms are a bit technical, right? But like I say when I try to simplify things, just remember two important statements here. When you are watching CNBC, you're watching smoke blown up. Ta -da -ta -ta -da, you can finish the statement. Um, it, is not, it is not financially accurate information that you're getting. It's important for you to understand. And to prove the point that it's not financially accurate information, let's just look at reality. When, uh, oh, the bank system is fine, but we keep having these failures. Oh, the economy is fine, but somehow we're raising these interest rates. Oh, interest rates is what we need to do to solve the problem. But because of a lot of the banks were holding on to securities because it was easy money to be made as interest rates went up. And these guys who own put billions of dollars risk-free in these banks that were on government securities. Guess what happened when uh, when when interest rate goes up? What happened to bond prices again? What happened to bond prices when interest rate goes up? Bond prices uh, fall. Fall. Sure. They fall. And, they, uh, and the asset value of that bank that is filled up with those things. What happens to it again? They drop. They drop. And and. That's the box that Michael Hudson's talking about. Exactly right. Now, folks, I, 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 this is every time I, we print, and by the way, welcome Maywood, welcome Bruce and others in the chat. When I make these comments or we talk about these issues, a lot of people listen to this and they figure, oh my God, uh, throw their hands up in the air and figure there are no solutions. And I have to tell everybody, it is our responsibility to listen 
to those politicians that are running for office. It is also our responsibility to encourage people who are willing to, who understand these concepts that Joe, and even some of the stuff that MOD was talking about, and, and uh, I forgot the other person that called in that we're talking about, and will get into office so that we can start bending that arc. It's not going to change overnight. No, it will not. 713-526-5738. Give us a call if you have to add to this. 713-526-5738. Hit option number two to get on in. 713-526-5738. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to get sort of a subject change, but going to be merging into exactly what Joe speaks about, because it's about empowerment. All the banks can do what they're doing. The neoliberals can support the banks that are doing what they're doing because too many of us feel unempowered. And the intent is for us to feel, I'm not sure if unempowered is a word, but I just will use it, the unempowered. So look, every American worker should be unionized. That is how we start to assert power. That is how we start, we start to make a change because suddenly we are not alone. A lot of people are going to talk about the corruption in unions. And you know, every institution has corruptions. But I can tell you the major corruptions are not in unions. It's in boardrooms. It's in the Supreme Court. You can see what, you think Clarence Thomas is the only one that's, uh, that's taken bribes for, uh, for the plutocracy? Do you really believe that? Do you not believe that the guy who runs the Supreme Court right now, when he passes certain bills, when you saw Citizens United get passed, which says um, uh, you can give unlimited money to, uh, corporations can give unlimited money because money is free speech and corporations are persons? Don't you think that these Supreme Court folks or on the implicit take? Again, but how do you mitigate that? You mitigate that by coming together. The Powell Memo infiltrated every avenue of our lives by design. Our business class, a.k.a. our oligarchy, a.k.a. our plutocracy, had their marching orders, their pathway to keep the American worker subjugated. People say, hey, Bird, but you have the choice to leave. If they're all, if all corporations are playing by the same playbook, Joe, let's, I, I need you to answer this, Joe. If all corporations are playing by the same playbook, does it matter which corporations you work for? No, there's no competition. It's all the same. Right. Yeah. So the, the, so what the Powell memo has indoctrinated people in is that as a worker, you are free. You can choose to work for Exxon, or you can choose to work for IBM, or you can choose to work for Data General, or you can choose to work for any one of these companies. It is free. You are selling your labor to somebody else, right? Right. But you know what? If they're on the same playbook, Joe, it doesn't matter. It is like you go to a McDonald's in in, 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 in Kansas City, is it any different than going to the McDonald's in Houston, Texas? The food tastes the same. The policies are the same. Everything is the same. So it doesn't matter. It's transferable. I mean, uh, you know, remember what, what uh, Henry Ford wanted to do? 
everything had to be consistent and in keeping everything consistent and measured, you could all have robots. Right? So go ahead. Please go, uh, uh, and Andrew. I, I was hearing you. Ironically, the only difference between those locations of franchises mm -hmm. is the workers. Yes. That's the only thing that's different. And that's what makes a difference right. in a company. When workers have power, they can act together to make bosses uh, make changes to right. uh, how they do business. Or they can, if they build enough power, they can kick the bosses out. Exactly right. And the interesting thing, folks is that the Powell memo, Lewis Powell, a Democrat that was installed to the Supreme Court by a Republican, Nixon, knew it. And he was rewarded very well by Nixon when he wrote the Powell memo. I would like all of you to simply read the Powell memo in the context it was written. The bottom, let me just give you the overview. Here's what the Powell memo says. Americans are getting too damn smart. They are starting to realize that the people are getting intelligent and starting to ask the questions that say, why is it that my intellect created these companies? My intellect created the inventions in this country. My work product is what the, what makes this country, but all the spoils, the big profits that's made from this goes elsewhere. Why is it that the oil in the ground is on public lands? Why is it that it was placed there by the divine almighty or whomever you believe in? But somehow when it is mined, it's only those who have capital that can benefit from it all. Folks, it, people started to learn this stuff. People started to realize it, so the indoctrination had to get to be on steroids, called the, Pemo, uh, the, the Powell Memo. I want you... Have you ever read the Powell Memo, uh, Joe? No, but I, I've heard you <laughs> yes. several times. Yes, you I'm have saying. to read the Powell Memo, because I sit down. We will infiltrate the churches. We will infiltrate the schools. We will infiltrate the media. And guess what? It, it was successful. The Heritage Foundation, you can hear every network quote a paper from the Heritage Foundation, from the Cato Institute. And you can read those papers and they have the plausible, they have, it, it's plausibly believable, even as much of what they say is crap, provable crap, but it's believable to most. Let's go to David. David, come on in. Hey. Come on in, David. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I just wanted to say something. When you say, when you tell us that, that our solution to this is to vote the, the monsters out of office who, who created this monstrosity. Yes. I think they, they, they were one step ahead of us because they, they thought about this and said, well, we need to find a way to make the votes of no effect. We need to find a way to, to, to uh, emasculate their, their voting power. Yes. So here's what they did. They, they worked in order to get a supermajority in the legislature. Now they've gone ahead and written laws that say, well, you know, you guys can vote, but if we don't like the results of the election, we're just going to throw out the results and, and put somebody in there that we want. And, and that's exactly what they've David, done in Texas. Yes. You're smart, but let me tell you, here is the, here is the, the corollary to that, okay? When Americans are educated, 
gerrymandering doesn't work. First of all, gerrymandering doesn't work at the state level. Gerrymandering doesn't work on the on 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 items that are that but that they'll the host. The point is this, Alberto. Yes, I'm not talking about gerrymandering. I'm talking about a system that they already got to have in place. Yes, it's the the dirty deed has been done. So so if so, here's the problem. It's just, this this no longer depends on gerrymandering. <clears throat> because they want the, the 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 dirty the 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 dastardly effects of gerrymandering and <clears throat> and voter suppression and all that have already uh, yielded their fruit. I uh, wait, so David, I want you to con- uh, uh, back up a slight bit. I want welcome aboard, Mike. Mike to our chat. I want you to back up a little bit, right? The reason yeah. th- that this has happened, or rather, you are correct that we have these super majorities that were created by gerrymandering. Okay, I think we 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 agree on that. But the other part of the argument that I'm trying to make is even gerrymandered district, an educated district, a, a, a district that was gerrymandered can be educationally mitigated. And even though they control what, if you try to have some sort of a, um, uh, uh, what do you call it when when you uh, uh, when you have a people vote on something like a uh, referendum, or when you have a referendum, if you have a referendum yeah. and they call a referendum and say we're not going to support it, but the one thing is true that still exists: that person that was gerrymandered into into the Congress can be gerrymandered out absent. And I notice I always have the caveat: absent simply tyranny and i don't think we are there yet i think about a recall recall election not recall an election in other words we'd live through the pain for two years or four years we have to live through the pain for two or four years but if we use the pain that if we use the two and four years for what i call geometric progression in educating if i if if you all of those listening to my voice right now if you can corroborate what i say and have faith, not have faith in what I say, corroborate what I say, what we're, what Joe says, what Andrew says, what uh, MOD brought out. If we can corrob- if we corroborate that among ourselves and decide that we, oh, you know what? We see the light and now we are going to act on it and we are going to, in the next election, vote somebody else in. That is still, we are still at the point in America where we can still get that done. So the thing is not for us to be doom, in my humble opinion, not for us to be doom and gloom, but for us to be proactive and get out there. What you're, This doesn't go against what you're saying, which is correct, David. The gerrymandered district means that referendums in those states that are referendarized or whatever you call it, you're correct. They can simply disregard what the public says. But the next election can mitigate that. You know, I agree with David in, in that it's beyond uh, the gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. It's the funding is always directed in such a large uh, amount mm-hmm. to our primaries and, and to our elections that they they insist on getting anybody else. I was positive uh, Bernie was going to win that last election. He should have. I was so disheartened when he decided that he was going to drop out. In the middle of where he had most of the states, and give it to, and, then, uh, I, I, and, and I say he he decided to drop out. He decided not to actively pursue it. I hear anymore. you, and let me tell you, and and you and I were talking about strategy a few before the show, and let me tell you where I've come down on that. And and again, we can we can agree, Joe, uh, 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 but disagree on tactics. And I understood 
his tactics in my humble opinion. And I'll explain. Hey, Corey, stay with us. I'm going to come to you right now. But I want David to hear this as well. When it comes, because you brought up a good point with, with Bernie, right? Yeah. We as progressives, those of us that are progressives, um, Joe, we have a lot of work to do. It's not enough for us to know things. It's not enough for us to be right. That's not enough. We have to first convince other people that we are here. And I don't think we as progressives have done a good job. I haven't done a good job. You haven't done a good job. David haven't done a good job in being able to have those people follow exactly what we're saying. And we're working on that. And, and, and for Bernie and other progressives to be, and AOC to be successful, they have to have their wing people. And they don't have that because enough Americans are just not there yet, in my humble opinion. David, come on in. And I, well, here's, here's something that I. At first, I, David, I before I, I do, were you listening to what I was saying? It's what I'm asking. Yes, I know. Uh, well, one thing I have, I've dealt with this situation when Bernie Sanders ran for president. Yes, sir. Uh, this was when Hillary Clinton was running, mm-hmm. and I was telling to, I was telling people well, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders, and they said to me this. This is what they said to me: Why are you voting for him? He's not electable. And I looked at him and said, "Oh, is, is, should I not vote for him because he's not electable, or is he not electable because I won't vote for him?" The, the latter is true, but the the former is what's taught to Americans. You hear this, yeah, so they, they, David? They buy into this propaganda, right? Right, David, David, and that's where I, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm coming in. Joe, you, you look like you want to say something. I don't want to. Well, I you know I I do agree, and and what happened there was. Bernie got cheated out of the primary, and Hillary knew she uh, she cheated out of several hundred thousand votes in Brooklyn, his home uh, county, and and elsewhere. Well, instead of critiquing her uh, election and and looking at at, and saying, "Well, Bernie had all these winning things," she gave them up to Trump, and Trump uh, uh, pretended he was going to use Bernie's uh, programs with the people in West Virginia but, and all this. And he got the votes because of that, and it never dawned on her. She made it about Russiagate, which was complete baloney. That whole Russiagate has uh, been... Uh, Joe, uh, you and I are going to disagree on the Russiagate thing because I, there are some internals that I know of Russia, of the social how social media works that I know that that had some issue. But I mean, that's okay. I don't well, even think that's a real issue, right? We can, we can disagree on that particular issue. But the real, real, real issue, in my humble opinion, is that we have not successfully done our jobs yet. In other words, Bernie, and I think Bernie understands that very well. I think Bernie says, and that's why Bernie threw the towel in, because it's not enough to be right. You are right, but that's not enough. You see what, I, do you understand what I'm saying there? Yeah, it's not had, enough for you to be right. He had us all behind him. We were ready there, to go out on but the there streets are not and do anything. En- there are not enough of us is what I'm saying, my brother. That's all I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying there's not enough of us to get, to have gotten the, you, all right. Did you want to add something, Andrew, before I go to Corey or? Well, I can. Um, I think 
I think that a lot of what you two are saying, and I think a lot of what uh, David, David is saying yes. here today, uh, I, I think you've all got a lot of uh, good ideas, a lot of accuracy, and I think the difference is in how we react to it. Exactly. Um, personally, uh, I, I'm i not willing to give up entirely on electoral politics, but uh, 2016... Hmm? Yeah. Sorry, what was that, David? David said he won't either. I haven't right. given up either. Yeah. But, you know, Ken, John F. Kennedy said something. It wasn't me. Really, he said, he's, John F. Kennedy said this, they that make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable. And that's, and that's right what on, I'm banking right on. on. I am banking on, 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 uh, on a peaceful revolution. And that's, that's the reason I've committed to do what I'm doing. And that's exactly where I'm going as yes. well, is because um, while I still believe that uh, electoral politics has the ability to make people's lives somewhat better, right. ultimately, I think politi- politicians aren't going to save us. I think we're going to have we to have save to ourselves. Save Thank and you. I, think we, I think we do that through community organizing, and right. I think we do that through being willing to even defend ourselves, if necessary, Andrew. against... Whoever wants to keep us us down, regardless of whether they have the legal right to do so or not. Keep David on, but I want to bring Corey in as well because Corey's been waiting. Keep David on. All right, I'll I'll try and I'll try and see if if I can do both. If you can't figure it out, it's okay. David would forgive you. Uh, Let's go to Corey as well. Corey, come on in. Uh, Oops, we lost it, David. Sorry, but Corey, come on in, sir. Hello, hello. Yes. Hey. Um. Yeah, I called to talk about uh, unions, failed banks, and China. But just a side note. Uh, progressives need to get up in there in the levers that the Democratic Party uh, uses to do things. The DCCC, uh, the, the Congressional Campaign uh, Committee, as well as the folks that run the primary, folks like Debbie Wasserman Schultz, need to be, you know, Biden needs to put somebody in there who's going to run a straight primary. Right. I didn't call to talk about that. Uh, but I think I can connect some dots between unions, failed banks, and China. Uh-huh. Uh, if you'll let me just say one thing before you come in, Tori. I just recognize your voice. It's not Corey, it's Tori. But, <laughs> but anyway, Tori, yeah. here's what. I have a last Don't segment. Don't call that, me late for dinner. All right. I got a late segment I mean, that I need to get in here. So please make this a, like a three-minute discussion. I know, you, I know how you and I can get. So go okay, ahead. Okay. Well, there goes the first minute. Uh, right. Three things. First, American workers need to spend at least as much energy organizing, democratically run, and worker-owned co-ops and corporations as they do unions, a la economist Richard Wolf. Two, co-ops can be financed with a new nonprofit national bank. The U.S. should nationalize any bank that fails and start a non and start a nonprofit national bank to help first-time homebuyers and small businesses. But third, China and the CCP and their new capitalist investor plan has basically transformed from being a failed authoritarian communist state into being an authoritarian imperialist neoliberal state. China has basically copied the World Bank IMF neoliberal policy of investment in the developing world. More often than not, China deals with other authoritarian dictators that have no right to make these deals that wind up keeping the future generations in debt servitude. The price tag being the national patrimony of these countries, their forests, mineral resources, ports, used as collateral to secure the loan. Neoliberalism is a modern backdoor to Euro-American-style colonialism, and now China's doing it. Just like when the world banks are capitalists uh, hope and pray that developing countries default on their development loans and have to surrender their natural resources and strategic infrastructure, China wants the same thing, imperial colonial domination to enrich China and the CCP at the expense of the global south. 
done. Okay. Yeah, I, Thank I, you, Tori. That was subsigned. And I, I, just to tell you, I write a lot about that. You're absolutely right. Joe has an answer. Yeah, I agreed with your first two points. Your third one, uh, I'll disagree with because China has already written off a lot of uh, uh, loans. They've also... Yanis uh, Yakovakis, the finance minister from Greece, from Greece yeah. when he took over, he found that the, the Chinese had been getting gotten this terrific deal on the ports in Athens. Uh, and he approached them. He says, we can't live uh, with this program. They said, yeah, come up with uh, a program of your own and, and show it to us. They, ex- they accepted exactly what he put out there. And he talks about this all the time. I don't see this with China. China is not the U.S. China is not neoliberal. They, they're yes, they're out there funding it. Okay, look. Well, it's imperial. I got to finish. Let's just call it what it is. It's okay. an imperialist state. Tory. Trying to, you know, and it's nothing new. It goes back thousands of years. It's not Tory. communist. Tory, I got to yeah. I got to go to the other subject, but let me just say this real quickly. I do agree that. Uh, 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 I agree with Joe that China is no United States in the way it's approaching the rest of the world. I do agree with you, however, that China is, uh, has learned quite a bit from the way we've, in, we've instituted capitalism here in yeah, the United States. Yeah, they bad lessons from the U.S. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying two things don't have to be mutually exclusive in this case at all. I, th- I mean, I can, list, I can, I can write a, a, a blog based on what Joe and you just said in one particular uh, post and be very consistent in, in, in what both of you had to say. Uh, let me just say, I, I want to put this out for the audience, because if you listen to Tory and you listen to Joe, two great progressives, right? And uh, they, we would have gotten into a long discussion at, uh, uh, that, that really is not there. And the people looking in would say, oh, you see those two guys, things are different. They are not different. What Tory is saying and what Joe is saying are not mutually exclusive at all. Progressives, we have to, let me finish, Tori. Progressives, we have to learn to the terminology and work together if we're going to solve the problems. The right depends on us uh, looking at the nitty gritty things and, 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 and not working together. So anyhow, Tori, uh, you got 15 seconds so I can finish my pro- program. Go. I just want to say thank you to Joe for all he's done for all the nonprofits, places like KPFD, helping out. Uh, that's it. My hat's off to Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so kindly, my brother. Okay. And here is what I want to end with, because I talk about the unionization. I want to finish that real quickly. The oligarchy paid to create institutions like the Heritage Foundation, the Cato Institutes, and other uh, and other that, that others that were designed to indoctrinate Americans a plausible sounding information that were at best misleading or worse patently false. The idea was that Americans became more progressive. They would ask pertinent questions. Uh, we are the ones who make the most of America and the ones who do the least work. How can our economic system, which uses the intellect and blood and sweat on in, sweat investment of many, profit only a few? Uh, the last subject today was 2024 must be women's rights to their bodies and guns. 
too many fear taken on the GOP issues and abortion head on. I find it astounding since the majority of Americans by huge numbers are on the side of progressives on this and most issues. Yes, the moneyed interest can continue uh, to attempt to indoctrinate, but dead mutilated bodies are visuals we cannot unsee. A raped 10-year-old girl unable to an uh, get an abortion is something we can empathize with because we have loved ones, daughters, aunts, mothers, and other women we, dear we love dearly. But we must get the narrative straight. We cannot allow the Talibanization of America. While we look at religious zealots overseas with disdain, we must put a mirror in front of our own. We cannot preach freedom and attack those countries that oppress their women and other sects within these societies and not look at ourselves. Folks, let me tell you something. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. Is it an impossible work? No. You know what it takes? It takes us breaking out of our comfort zone. It takes us being able to listen and, and, and change the thought process that we had that was imparted in us. We start doing those things. We can make electoral politics work. But as Joe mentioned about primaries, we have to get involved. If you want to make a change, you have to get involved. We still have one person, one vote. We're not yet a completely fascist state. We're well on our way. But if we want to make a change, it comes from us all. I'm, I have the one minute notice here that I got to close down. Joe, I want to thank you so kindly for showing up here and, and making this show better than it would have been. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you very much for having me here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.